So, are we all ready with today's episode for National Hot Dog Day? Yes, everything's ready, except there's a problem. Uh, hmm, don't like the sound of that. What's that? It's not actually National Hot Dog Day today. Uh, hang on, yes it is. It said so in our special day's podcast diary. Well, they changed it. <laughs> Why would they do that? Well, National Hot Dog Day is usually the third Wednesday in July, which is today. But just for this year, they've moved it to next Wednesday because the high muckety-mucks of the North American Meat Institute are hosting their annual hot dog lunch on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. on that day. Bloody hell, the bastards. Well, yes, but it turns out it doesn't matter anyway. Really? Why not? Well, back in the dark days of 2013, there was a lot of confusion about when National Hot Dog Day was. And everybody was celebrating it on different days and there was hot dog chaos. Hot dog chaos. That sounds like lots of little sausage dogs running around. Um, But what (laughs) happens in reality? Well, to try and bring some order to this chaos, the North American Meat Institute, they of the lunch, wrote a blog post about it. A blog post. Oh, yes. Mm. Well, okay. Well, don't keep me on tenterhooks. What did it say? All sorts of things. But most importantly, it says, we support Hot Dog Day whenever people want to celebrate it. Well, to me, that sounds like a bit of a cop-out, but I think we should brazen it out and just release the episode anyway. I think that's an excellent plan. Okay, well, let's roll the tape. Why have we got two small sausage dogs in our recording studio? Is it Take Your Dog to Work Day? Well, actually, we're celebrating National Hot Dog Day. So (laughs) don't my two little sausage dogs, Rufus and Arthur, who are stars of our social media posts, count as hot dogs? Not really. I think you'd have to say they were the wrong kind of dogs, especially as we've already identified that most of our podcasts seem to be about food. Oh, okay. All right. Well, out they go then. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, Bye, Rufus. (laughs) So now that we're... We've got rid of, I I mean, now that the dogs have left the studio. Welcome to the Days podcast, where we take an irreverent look at the plethora of odd, interesting, and occasionally ridiculous celebration days from around the globe. I'm Ian Smith. And I'm Amanda Donnells Bewley. And I'm really relishing another food-related podcast. What is National Hot Dog Day all about? Well, of course, this is a classic day created to market that very American snack, the hot dog, and promoted by the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council in the USA. Uh, I've taken a look at their website to get all the lowdown. Uh, lots of interesting facts and figures about sausages and how hot dogs and sausages make, and I'm sure we'll put that link on our sort of links. Oh, we bit. definitely will. Yeah, definitely. But what I like best on their uh, on their website was. They've got like a supporter shout out bit um, (laughs) where they get everybody dog related titles like top dog for their sponsor or the wiener warriors or the relished patrons. A lot of puns going on there. Oh my goodness. Uh, They've also got a sausage glossary. So they could like cover all the different kinds of sausages like bratwurst from Germany and butterhamwurst from the Netherlands. Wow, it's like being translated into the presence of a native Dutch speaker. Well, apparently that's obviously Dutch-style sausage made with veal and pork. Oh, it's really good. (laughs) That's so off the cuff. That's just stolen from Faulty Towers, though, isn't it? Oh, is it? Sorry. Uh, Another link, I feel. Derailed Um, your... uh, uh, Yeah, well, uh, nobody cares about my sausage. (laughs) 
<laughs> obviously there's chorizo Chiriz- from Spain. Only you but, can say that. Yeah, okay. But what I love best on there, other than the sort of top dogs main sponsor thing, was that they state that sausages in the UK are known as bangers. Now, that's not what I think of when we say bangers, but hey-ho. I'm not going to ask you exactly what you think of when you say bangers. <laughs> but there is um, there is one context for that, and that's when you have it with mashed potato. Oh, bangers and mash. Yes. Lots of gravy. So what do you think of when you see bangers and mash? Bangers and mash? <gasps> Sophie Loren and... Um, oh, God. Uh, the guy that played Clouseau. Peter Sellers. Peter Sellers and Sophia Loren, and they do this song called Bangers and Mash. Absolutely fantastic. Also need a link to that. Yes. For those of our listeners who are really gluttons for punishment. Oh, yes. Uh, So also on here, they have suggestions on how we can celebrate National Hot Dog Day. Number one, dress like a hot dog. Well, obviously. I mean, who among us has not taken upon themselves the idea that dressing as a hot dog is the thing we must do today? Well, I'm going to get one of those little costumes, which is basically two buns that I put on my little sausage dog. Oh, the poor dog. Yeah, so they like me a little hot dog. That is definitely a thing I'm going to do. Look out for photos on our social media of that. It says here that you could attend a hot dog festival. Now, I've never seen a hot dog festival. And obviously, in our current COVID sort of times, that's just not going to happen. But we could make our own. We should have our own hot dog festival in the studio. Well, I think that's a... Very interesting idea. And if you can create a, an ice cream dish day. I could definitely do that then. Then this seems to be a, a minor feat by comparison. Well, the other two things that are on next on the list, visit Coney Island. I have no idea why that's part of what you should do on National Hot Dog Day. Well, maybe they have hot dogs or something. I don't know. Um, and go for, to a baseball game. That's never happening. Well, I suppose it's possible, isn't it? Some people do play baseball in, in the UK, but it's not the thing it is over there, is it? It's not going to be rounders, is it? The atmosphere of a big rounders game never be equaled, can it? I'm so rubbish at anything that hits a bat and a ball. <laughs> well, I think you're only meant to hit the ball. So if you're trying to hit the bat, then you're immediately... That is why I can't play rounders. <laughs> and then the final thing they've got, eat nothing but hot dogs all day. We could do that. We could eat sausages all day. Definitely. In, in buns. <laughs> I reckon that could be done, although it might be a bit calorific. Yeah, I'm maybe after a couple, I think that'll be enough, to be honest. Well, no, because I mean, if you think you have three meals in a day, you could say lunch is just going to be one of those mini hot dog things. And then you could have a giant sausagey bready breakfast. And then you could have like a giant hot doggy evening meal. When you say that, all I can think of is those tiny little cocktail sausages in mini little buns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That that would work. It doesn't have to be difficult, does it? No, it's not at all difficult. I did have some really interesting facts and stuff about the history of the hot dog. But basically, you can download that from the website. And it's got all these things about a hot dog going back to the 15th century in various parts of Germany or Austria. You know the German for hot dog? No. Oh, neither do I. (laughs) But you're going to tell me some facts there. Yeah. Well, is it not like... Is it a bratwurst? Bratwurst. That's just a type of sausage. Oh, is it? Oh, okay, man. All right. Um, But what I want to know is the difference between a hot dog, the sort, you know, like you get those bratwurst in a bap with mustard and things that you get at fates or Mm. sporting events and stuff like that, and a good old-fashioned sausage in a bap or in a finger roll. 
that you're waiting around, you know, that's always on the barbecue. Well, it's a good thing that we have an expert that we're going to talk to, to whom we can address these vital questions. Oh, yes. And who is it? Who is it? It's Jan the Farmer from... Muckleton Meats. Muckleton Meats. Hopefully Jan's going to talk us through the difference between good old-fashioned bangers. Makes me laugh every I see time. that you still can't. <laughs> Despite my best efforts to, to make that into a serious contender for actual sausages, you're still thinking something smutty, aren't you? I'm really sorry. So, yeah, anyway, the good old-fashioned banger. That's the least sorry I've ever seen anyone look, but yeah. do go on. <laughs> sorry, not sorry, not sorry. <laughs> well, hopefully she's going to tell us the difference between good old-fashioned bangers and hot dogs. Yes, that seems to be a vital definition that we need to, to elicit in our forensic examination of the sausage. Are we still doing the green room thing? Of course we are. What we want to do is give our future guests the impression of a luxurious experience that they're going to have when they appear on our podcast so that they'll be queuing up outside our green room just to be allowed in there for a little bit of that luxury. And then by the time we speak to them, the bitter disappointment will be too late. We'll have, we'll have got them then. We should definitely have some music. You've got that great hold music for like when we speak to them on the phone and stuff. So I do. I, unfortunately, we don't have the copyright, so we can't, we can't play it to you. But you can if sing you... it. <laughs> and in case you're wondering, it's Take Heart. That's the theme tune for Take Heart. Ah, well, it's actually called left bank two by the novel tones and so everyone who's got access to streaming music services can now search for left bank two by the novel tones and hear what it really should sound and like. hear what it really should sound like and be transported back to that 1970s relaxed state of watching children's programs unless you're younger than us in which case you may be transported to a who cares about this land yes it's time to talk to our guest I think it is. Go and open the green room door. Aww. That's very good. That sounded exactly like the green room door opening. And welcome, Jan. So our guest today is farmer Jan from Muckleton Meats. Hello, Jan. Hello. Hello, and thank you for being on our podcast. Hopefully you're going to talk us through some of the differences between good old-fashioned bangers, sausages, and hot dogs for National Hot Dog Day. Yeah. But you're a farmer. Where's your farm? Uh, we're in South Shropshire, um, in in the hills, where it's cold and wet. No, no, it's lovely, beautiful sun. <laughs> well, we live in Yorkshire. You don't have to tell us about cold and ah. wet. <laughs> but we refer to it as having six months of winter and six months of bad weather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we could uh, adopt that saying as well. But yes, very good. So what kind of animals have you got on your farm? We've got, well, our, our basis is that we were dairy farmers. So we have Jersey cows, but we also have pigs. So the pigs, um, well, we've had pigs for years, I'll be honest, but we've only been actually breeding them and making product, products from them in the last six years. Before that, we used to have a butcher who, who did the work for us. So we're, we're very small. We have uh, at the moment five sows and a boar and obviously lots of piglets at various stages of, uh, of development, shall we say. Oh. And the we don't actually sell our milk apart from as ice cream, so the pigs have milk as part of their diet, and they also have waste fruit and veg from our, our local grower. They have a really good varied diet and, and uh, are very happy pigs. Because animal welfare is really important, isn't it, to lots of customers? 
we have a semi-vegetarian in our house. When I'm buying meat, I'm making sure that animals have had a really good life. Sounds like your pigs are having a really good time. <laughs> they are. I sell to a surprising number of, of vegetarian purchasers because quite often, um, most times, to be honest with you, they have meat-eating partners. Uh, so it matters to them where they're buying it from. And that's absolutely fine. I mean, we're high welfare. Obviously, on a, on a small scale, we're, we're there when the pigs are farrowing. We're making sure the piglets are getting dried off with a towel. Our customers, bless them, give us their old towels for this purpose, <laughs> which is very useful. And then we make sure they've had a drink and, and then they pop, um, pop them under the lamp so that they learn to go under the lamp, which gives them a little bit of heat um, because that prevents them unlying on them because the girls are massive, like the size of a sofa. Wow. And if that lies on a tiny little piglet, you've got a squashed piglet. That definitely doesn't sound like a good thing. No. You've been showing us the, the pictures of your recently born piglets and they are very cute and they're all different colours. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's, it's all down to genetics. We don't actually go for rare breeds. In our estimation, rare breeds are quite often rare for a reason. And we're looking for a pig that will do our job. Um, so we need a nice long loin so we get plenty of bacon rashes and we don't want them to get too fat. Um, because they're they're having quite a, a rich diet with us, we don't want them to put on a lot of fat because obviously our customers are quite fat aware. Um, so we're aiming at our sausages being sort of five percent and below. Um, we tell people if the, the pig that week's been a little bit over that, <laughs> so they know they've got they've got a clue. But people often say when they cook our sausages how impressed they are. The fact no fat comes out. You, you can cook them. In the oven on a, on a rack and yeah there's no fat below them because it stays you know the little amount of fat there is stays in the sausage and just makes them succulent i'm feeling the need to get some now i'm at the point in the morning where some sausages would be very welcome <laughs> we'll have to do you uh, do you provide a mail order service we do actually yes yeah i mean our whole business ethos is that we make stuff we like ourselves and then by a happy coincidence, we make more of it than we can eat. And therefore, we sell it to other people who like the same thing. So we're not looking at taking over the world and, and becoming uh, Mr. Richmond. We're basically just keeping animals um, because that's what we like doing. And we're making high quality stuff, which we like eating. And as I say, as an added bonus, other people get to eat it too. And, and where do you sell? So you sell online and at farmers markets when they're open, I suppose. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That we only sell direct to the customers. So we we were in supermarkets, but it just didn't work for us at all. We, mm -hmm. we need to make every penny from our products needs to go to us and and the pigs and the animals. Frankly, our food bill is is pretty high on a monthly basis um, because we're small scale. And therefore, every penny needs to come back to us. And when I say us, I don't mean obviously just us. I mean <laughs> the whole yeah, ethos of what we've got here. So, yeah, so we sell at farmer's markets. We have a weekly one and we also have monthly ones each weekend of the month. And we do the mail order as well. And to be honest with you, that, that's enough. You know, that, that's as, as much we can't cope with being big because we're not. In some ways, we've got very good at scaling things up to be huge. And now we're starting to learn some of the drawbacks of, of that. And that's what makes it so valuable to, to have people who aren't trying to do that and, and are instead focusing on that welfare aspect and paying personal attention to things. I think that that makes a big difference. Well, I hope so. I mean, it's what we like to do. Um, and, you know, we're only interested in being us, as I say. I mean, when people say, 
oh, well, I, you know, I couldn't eat anything with a face. I, I tend to retort, well, I don't eat anything I haven't met personally. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's fair enough. I, fair enough. <laughs> so there's obviously lots of different types of sausages. I mean, today is National Hot Dog Day, which is our excuse for, for talking about this. We've been pretty selective in our choice of awareness days so far. They all seem to be related to food and drink. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong nothing with that. So what makes one type of sausage different from another? I mean, you hear about Cumberland sausages and and now my brain has emptied of all other kinds of sausages. Chirizo apart from hot, sausage, hot dog sausages. Hot so- yeah, hot dog sausages. Yeah, what's the difference? <laughs> well, yeah, there is a big difference. I mean, it's a, a, you know, a name for so many different things, isn't it? I mean, there's a world of difference between a chorizo, which is a dry cure, and a sausage that you you know you cook um hot dog sausages I, I don't know i mean as an interesting fact perhaps you could find out what the meat content is on a hot dog sausage because i'm not convinced it's very, very high i don't think it's very high <laughs> yeah, i'm not sure i want to know <laughs> nobody wants to know really no you don't want to know just eat it you know you're fine um, <laughs> so there's a vast difference between different sausages even just your british banger i mean although today it is obviously national hot dog day um, that's sort of more hot dogs are more American, yeah. and I have to tell you that in the UK we have sausage week. A whole week, not just a, a day, a week. week. When is that? <laughs> need to you start the planning now, aren't you? Exactly. Well, sadly, of course, it's been cancelled this time this no. year because of, yeah, I know, I know, it's so shocking. Um, but they have competitions. They have sort of so much going on because um, the sausage competitions are a big thing and have you entered one of these we haven't entered in the uk sausage week but we have entered into the ones at the um, english winter fair in staffordshire where they get entries from all over and well i mean we we have got gold medals um but yeah it's oh the accolade yeah. <laughs> you should have said that at the top we could, that you are an award-winning <laughs> sausage maker yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. No, no we always make sure that's uh, <laughs> that information is out there the uk sausage week this year should have been from the 26th of october to the 1st of november um so that's sort of the time of year when it's about and they have a celebration lunch in london i think it's, it's big it's really big it <laughs> yeah, i was gonna say i think we're gonna have to revisit sausage week not just yeah. one day i don't know if you know this but amanda's very big on just making up awareness days for her own good purposes so yesterday we put out a little clip about national knickerbocker glory day which doesn't exist but amanda wants it to exist come on jan don't... <laughs> it should be it should be it should be it? of course it should be so that's another vote for it so back to the bangers. Uh, literally, yes. I, there's a lot of cheap innuendo in my intro about bangers. So, Jan. So UK sausages are, are a different thing to American sausages. Um, so the differences on a UK sausage between each type is sometimes it's obviously um, where it's been made. So then they are protected and they must be made there or, or similar to is the other one that you can put in front of them. Yeah. And then there's meat content is obviously a big thing. Um, skins, very, very contentious matter. Ooh. Do you go natural? Do you go collagen? Oh, oh, I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> we, we don't go natural. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> it has 
sounds way ruder than it is <laughs> but it's most things to do with sausages I've just breakfast. lost the words at this point yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's speechless literally he's looking at me going I uh, don't know where to go with this <laughs> so that those who like a natural skin say it gives bite resistance when you bite into your sausage uh-huh. whereas personally we like the skin to not be a noticeable part of the sausage so when you're eating it you don't think "Ooh, that's a tough skin um you think what a delicious sausage so that that's sort of our angle i'm afraid you've lost amanda completely now she's lying prone opposite me <laughs> helpless with, helplessly giggling Okay, I'm trying to be serious. Right, okay, so... Um, this was after calling me to order, honestly, oh I don't God. know. Oh She's God. mopping her eyes now. <laughs> so, so when you... So do you... <laughs> That's fine, let's just all take a deep breath. Go on. <laughs> no, not that kind of deep breath. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so, so, Jam, make bangers and sausages, award-winning sausages. Um, what else do you sell? When we're on the stall, we have we have our sausages, so we have a range of sausage. So we have a breakfast sausage, obviously ideal to go with your your bacon and your eggs and your mushrooms and your fried tomatoes and your fried bread. Oh, and then we have stop. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, do apologize. And then we have our onion marmalade sausage, which is essentially the same sausage but with caramelised onion added to it. Right. So the onions are cooked for a long time, long and slow, and they caramelise down and all the natural sugars come out. And uh, yes, there's a little red wine vinegar in there, dark brown sugar. I can't tell you the exact recipe, obviously, because I'd have to kill you. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then a little of that goes into the plain pool mixture. It just gives another dimension of flavour, you know, just, just yeah. that extra. So that they work with, obviously, sausage sandwiches. You can't beat a sausage sandwich, can you? Or you can use them in toad in the hole. Or just, you could also have them with your breakfast. It just gives them a little bit more flavour. And then we go uh, tomato and basil, obviously, for those who are looking for their, you know, two of their five a day. <laughs> <laughs> and then we move on through the flavours to sweet chilli, which has lots of flavour but doesn't blow your head off. We do a Cajun sausage, which has does have a bit more of a kick to it i'll be honest very nice in a cassoulet uh, david makes a lovely cassoulet and we have a new sausage at the moment which involves pork black pudding and draft guinness wow that sounds amazing it's so so good so yes that's a new one we're calling that black velvet and that's proving very popular we're having to make more and more of it at each market because we sell out too quickly and do you make do you make all these in your in your kitchen um no 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 we have a purpose-built shed a sausage central um, on on the farm um so obviously because it involves a lot of cold stores sausage central Central. yeah yeah that's where we hang out (laughs) (laughs) yeah that quote could be used in isolation yeah so you've got a purpose-built shed a purpose-built building on the farm it is where you like a big kitchen basically and uh oh gosh uh what was going to say then oh i've completely forgotten i imagine that uh, she's going to make a pitch for being a sausage taste tester am i right (laughs) yes (laughs) so do you need any taste testers (laughs) yeah i mean it's more long-winded the sausage testing because obviously you, you have to make them and then you've got to cook them 
Whereas, yeah, when I'm making, if I make ice cream, when I'm doing that, I can test that as I go along, which yeah. is, yeah, oh. far more complicated with the sausages. Can't test them as you go along. And also, okay, so here's a question. What is the best way? Is it in a pan? Is it in the grill? Is it on a barbecue? Ooh, right. Okay. Well, there's only two methods really that I use for cooking sausages. When we're actually going to eat them, they go in the oven. So roasting tin with a rack, carefully put individually on there, haven't got to turn them over and get on with cooking the rest of the meal. Perfect. Come out beautifully crisp. They don't burst. They're lovely. Never, never prick a sausage. <laughs> <laughs> Would be my advice. And she's off again. <laughs> and this is why this is a perfect topic for me. Never prick a sausage. Absolutely. But when it comes to competitions, that's a whole new ball game. I personally think that um, the cooking of sausage for competition was decided on upon by a gentleman who had nothing better to do with his time. <laughs> so they've decided that the correct method of cooking a sausage is in a frying pan with plenty of oil, very, very slowly. Oh. Now, there have been occasions when, actually, I'll be honest, more than one occasion, when I have left the cooking of the competition sausages a bit late. And <laughs> I've had to get up at four o'clock in the morning and stand there, turning them slowly, bit by bit, evenly browning, which might be why we lost points, because you can tell from my voice, I wasn't amused. <laughs> and you've got to cook. You've got to cook six perfect sausages for each flavour you've entered. That's a lot of sausages. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! Good God, give me strength. And do you cook them like ahead of the competition, then take them ready cooked, cold to yes. the competition? All oh, right. Okay. Not not all of them. Yeah, you have to do six, um, all perfectly sized, obviously raw, and then six of those sausages cooked. Because obviously they're not going to cook them there, but they do need to judge them on uh, you know, taste, etc. But they're also looking at how much water you've lost as well, which is very technical. Mm. You know, so, they weigh the raw ones, they weigh the cooked ones. There can't be more than a certain percentage difference. So can I just <laughs> summarise this back? If I were to set up a sausage making competition, then people would have to cook sausages for me and then give me sausages that were raw that I could then cook myself. There doesn't seem to be any downside for me in, in immediately going away and setting up a sausage competition. <laughs> well, I don't know, because I mean, I, I watched them do the judging because at Stafford, you can go watch through these big windows. So, <laughs> so they, they approach the sausage. OK, they unwrap the sausages. They poke them a bit and then <laughs> sniff them. And they cut them, split one right down the middle, and then prod that a bit to see if it's wet. And then they start <laughs> on the cooked ones. That's obviously the raw. And then they do the same with the cooked ones, obviously using different utensils, because that would be a health hazard. And then they get to taste them. But they do have an awful lot of entries, and you might be a bit fed up of it. I think the job you want is to be the bacon judge, because they're at the back. You don't provide them with cooked. You just provide them with two packets of raw. They've got the old George Foreman grill. Sorry, was that advertising? <laughs> this is fine. This isn't the BBC. No. <laughs> In case that's not already really obvious. <laughs> okay, we're good. So they get to cook and taste the bacon hot. Whereas <clears throat> the sausages, of course, are cold. 
Yeah, you see, I'd be told. Be the bacon judge. Yeah, be the bacon mm. judge. Be the bacon, bacon judge. Be the bacon judge. So you've got sausages. And obviously we're talking about National Hot Dog Day. If I was going to make a hot dog, okay, out of your sausages, mm-hmm. so we're going to put it in the oven. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Is a hot dog the sausage itself or is it the combination of mm. sausage and weird mustard and weird ketchup in a very manufactured looking bun you are absolutely correct yes it is the method of serving and and you can use any sort of hot dog within it that helps actually because in my head when somebody says a hot dog i think only peripherally of the serving mechanism and i mostly think of that kind of savoy like i don't know a hot dog sausage that's what i what i think of so actually that's quite helpful to define that a bit better yes It is definitely the, you know, in the long, as you say, very manufactured, long, thin finger roll, I think we call them, don't we? And then you can add (laughs) mustard or ketchup or onions and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Onions or no onions? Personally, I'm an onion sort of girl. But equally, you see, if you use like a sausage that got onion in it, as we have got, then would you add the extra onion or would you go on the sauce? Mm. I think extra onions, just yeah. as an aside. Yeah. yeah. I, I, mm. you, can't, you can't really go wrong with onions. And do you fry them or do you steam them? This is the question. How, how are you cooking your onion? Frying you can them. steam them. Is that a thing? It results in lots well, of very smelly steam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think the normal method is to fry them off and then put water in to maintain their succulence until you serve them. Haven't you noticed they're always wet? Oh. That's put me off a little bit. Okay. Can we not go back to pricking the sausages? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. It's a shame, Indeed. isn't it? It's a no, shame. It is a shame. We were on onions, weren't we? We were. So it's maybe frying them, but then keeping them in an environment where they don't dry out. Moist. A moist, yes. A moist environment. <laughs> Now, you see, personally, I always fry my onions in butter. Oh, Ooh, yes. Nice. Yeah, because you've got to, you know, why wouldn't you really? A, a good quality butter, none of that rubbish with the oil in. Proper Jersey butter. Do you make your own butter? That's what you want. We don't. I don't have enough milk to do that. But we do sell Longley Farms Jersey butter, which because we used to supply them when we were dairy farming. And it's fantastic. It comes in a cylindrical blue wrapped roll and in this blue foil which just looks good and then you oh yeah and it's just handy you can cut slices you see straight off to whatever you're eating i think that's the perfect way to eat it like nice sort of like a burger format where you just (laughs) instead instead of yeah uh, anyway well the point is i suppose because you don't put butter on on your burgers do you no but if you cook your onions in butter there you go yeah so that's uh, that's that's amazing and so mm. you've got the perfect sausage. You've fried it without pricking it. No, Obviously. Or oh, you've cooked it in the oven. Or you've cooked it in you the oven. You've cooked it in the oven without either pricking way, you still You didn't prick it no matter what you were cooking it. Yeah, <laughs> no pricking. That would, no that pricking. would be barbaric. Mm. And, then, yes. and then we've got some fried onions that we've kept moist yeah. so that they're just perfect. So what kind of bun are we putting in this this kind of fantasy hot dog that we're creating? Where are we going to get the right bread that's that's worthy to contain such a masterpiece? That's difficult, isn't it? Because essentially, unless it's you know, 
a cheap finger roll. It's not art, dog. That's true. I think I think you might be right. Mm. Okay, no, yeah. that's fine. That's fine. We've got to go for the authentic <laughs> experience, haven't we? Mm. Yeah, I think so. The final thing that seems to be part of this fantasy hot dog mm-hmm. is some kind of sauce on top. Now, what you see the Americans like doing is putting. They get those squeegee mustard, don't they? That's very, very produces a very thin line. They do American mustard. Yeah, yeah. And then they draw a sort of wavy line along the top of the the sausage with it. They do. Some people use ketchup, but what is the the authentic thing that we need to be doing here? Personally, I, I think you're right. I think it's got to be American mustard and the and the ketchup. Got to be. I do think you think two, both you know, or one or the other? I do, I do. But you know, that's just the sort of girl I am. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of that. I was about to say, I'm that kind of girl too, but that, that would be wrong. He's not. He's not. <laughs> but American mustard is milder, isn't it, than ours? It's not like you're, you're yeah, English, blow your yeah. head off stuff. If you eat that much English mustard, you deserve whatever happens to you. Exactly, yes. I have to say that selling sausages is basically a, a lifetime of, of you know, innuation. Um <laughs> Very difficult. Is that a, is that a new I mean, word that in- combines innuendo? Yes, and, yes. And, uh, I think so, yeah. A, but you see, you've got, you've got potential customers who don't know at this point that they need to buy sausage walking past your stall at the farmer's market. And whereas it's socially acceptable for me to say, would you like to try a bit of sausage? It's not so much for David. Mm-hmm. At least that's what the second policeman said anyway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh. oh dear! Oh, you gotta love a hot dog and a banger. You have. And why do we call them bangers? Why do we call them bangers? Because they used to they used to explode. <laughs> that's why people prick them. You see. Okay. Because they used to explode, but that's an old thing. Because old nat- <laughs> if you use natural skins and you seal both ends, then obviously as you cook, everything expands, and then they used to go bang. bang. Yeah. It's more and sort of bangers. foot. Uh, in my experience, but yes, it didn't. Use, mm. There wasn't an actual banging sound, was there? Oh, have you ever done that and you've got like fat in your face? That fucking hurts. Yeah, it hurts, but it doesn't go bang, does it? Am I just being overly pedantic think, at this I point? I think you are being pedantic. Yes. All right, all yes. right. Back in, back in your box, Ian. Yeah, I said that that is your sort of resting position. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Oh, you know him already. I've only known you for such a short time, and yet already. <laughs> Well, what do you think, Jan? Have you said everything that you'd like to say? <laughs> I haven't covered meatballs, but I don't know if that's relevant. Yeah, I think that we, we can safely say that the only place where sausages and meatballs come together is in Ikea. <laughs> but they're so good. We even do a Swedish one as well. Oh, do you? Oh. Yeah, do you think there is a... Beef, d- is there a... Right, okay. Talk amongst yourselves when I find out where there is the National Meatball Day. National... Okay, <laughs> see, see if we can cover it under something else. Is this going to be another Amanda special? It is. <laughs> if there isn't one, we're going to make one. <gasps> yes, 9th of March. Really? How did I miss that? That's, yeah. That's safely far away from today so that we can recover from this experience before we have to start engaging with it. Yeah, and we can also buy some next time and, like, eat them. So, yeah. Okay. No, that's in March. So that's a whole other podcast. So many thanks to Farmer Jan from Muckleton Meats for being a really awesome guest. Yes, thanks to Jan and thanks to all our listeners. Well, for listening. 
<laughs> we'll be back on National Lollipop Day, which is the 20th of July, and we'll be talking to a lollipop expert who has helped many children cross the road to get to school over the years. Or perhaps a confectioner of some kind. Yes, that kind of lollipop. Okay, so the best way not to miss out on this and future episodes is to visit our website at dayspodcast.com. From there, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and others, and find links to our social feeds. Keep up with all our antics by liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter and Instagram. We're still just starting, so we'd really love it if you'd rate us in your podcast app and tell your friends and family and colleagues and random people you meet in the street about us and the awesome Days podcast. Yes, thanks for listening. And remember, don't prick your sausages. Bye Bye for for now. now. Don't prick your sausages is excellent. It does sound very disreputable. Yeah.